and welcome to Glitch Cube. We're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games. So this week, we are going to be discussing Final Fantasy. Of course we are, because the release date for Final Fantasy 16 as uh, would be, what, was that three days of our posting? Uh, so yeah, if this comes out 19th, uh, but yeah, yeah. So once this gets released, it's going to be three days before Final Fantasy 16 comes out. And we are super excited about that. Chris actually got to try out the demo, so we'll discuss that one a little bit later. But what we figured we would do, and kind of it's going running trend so far this month, has been looking back at some games that really made an impact on us. We discussed the N64, we went through the GameCube, uh, talked about a lot of games on those episodes, but this one is all about Final Fantasy. And if you've listened to any one of our episodes, you know that we are huge Final Fantasy fans. We played quite a few of them, and I'm willing to bet that we've probably played all of them between the both of us. <laughs> but it's been it's an awesome ride. Every single game is so much fun. It's just right up our alley. We love our RPGs. We love our turn-based combat. We love our job systems, which definitely be discussing that on this episode. I would be surprised if we don't. <laughs> and we can also talk about some upcoming news. Final Fantasy 16 was not the only game that was recently announced in the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh, they're also discussing Final Fantasy 9 as far as a remake coming out, which will be is, I mean, oh my God, <laughs> just lost for words because I'm super excited for that one for sure. But why don't we just dive into some early memories of Final Fantasy or actually before we go into like gaming specifics, right? This franchise has been one that has been around for so long and it has evolved so much over the years. And every single game is a new story, a new way to play, something, some new functionality being thrown in. If you don't, you know, talk about the X, X2 and X3 or Lightning Returns and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> they follow along the same world and same formula. What is it about Final Fantasy as a whole that is so captivating to you, Chris? Like, that's what I'm curious about. <clears throat> Um, I feel like it's always been, um, it reminds me of like my childhood, I guess a lot. The, the series has kind of been there since the beginning for me. And I feel like it's hard to describe when it actually clicked for me, but I feel like to this day, the amount of excitement I get from every title that gets announced, it's always there. And I feel like that's something I don't really get with a lot of other game series. I mean, when 16 was announced, I was super excited, almost totally forgetting about how I felt when 15 was announced. And I mean, when Stranger Paradise, all of it, like I'm always excited to see something new. Does it still capture that same feeling of you know, back in the day, like the PlayStation 1 era when I saw 9 and 8 for the first time. No, it's it's a different feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, we see things through the adult lens or, you know, a good chunk of us do. And 
things aren't always, I guess, as rosy as we like them to be. But it's, for me, a great escape. You know, it it's between Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, those were always the two that I loved for different reasons. You look at Dragon Quest as the plain story like you know it doesn't have like this huge expansive story that a final fantasy game does right you, like when you play a final fantasy you kind of think it's either going to have great graphics for the time mm-hmm. or it's going to have a story that at least stands out and tries to be cinematic in the sense that it doesn't feel completely like a game or <clears throat> it has memorable characters which you could argue that the Dragon Quest games do have that, and most of them do, but are they as memorable as, like, say, a Final Fantasy game? Mm, I wouldn't say so, but for me, I knew I could not really be disappointed by any Final Fantasy for a long time. Growing up, whenever I saw the white covers of the, you know, the PlayStation 1 cases, right? Seven, eight, nine Chronicles anthology. I was like, I'm in for a good time. I know I'm going to enjoy it. And I was happy. You know, when the PlayStation 2 happened, I saw 10. I was like, ooh, I'm safe. Uh, after that, I kind of started learning from those mistakes, I guess. Yeah, 11 I mean, got 12 weird. was 12, <laughs> 12 was okay, yeah. you know, but. Going back to 12, I think, was really good. <laughs> the first time playing it, it was a little a little much or it's kind of a big stretch for that time but playing it again recently and going through and beating the whole thing that was actually a lot of fun i think that's what i need to do but uh that's the other thing i'm kind of afraid to go back to some of these games because i'm like i look at them in such like a nice like way that i'm like worried that i won't feel the same about them anymore Mm, yeah but with nine, especially, I've been like really wanting to replay it for some reason. <clears throat> so when I heard that they are doing some kind, it's not like a full remake like they're doing for seven, supposedly, but they're going to. It feels more like a remaster to me, but they are making some changes to it where it's not going to be a one for one. Which, you know, I'm fine with if I wanted to play the original. I mean, I still have my original copy, but. They also have just the regular remastered version everywhere. But uh Yeah, and yeah, I don't they know. have it on the phone too. I've actually recently played it and beaten it on iOS, which is actually an enjoyable experience. It's always weird to me when they have things on the phone. I need to play more on the phone. I just I don't know. Yeah, the last I time I beat seven and nine, I actually beat them both on the phone. Damn. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> But what about you? I'm curious. For me, I feel that Final Fantasy is, like you said, it's safe. It's that it's that safety blanket that you have. Whenever you look at a Final Fantasy game, you know that you're going to have some sort of experience, right? Like a, a positive one, right? At that, it, like the graphics always push the boundaries of what is capable at that time. I remember looking back at Final Fantasy and seeing the cut screen or cutscenes and just like yelling for my mom to come and look at them because they were so cool looking. And obviously she had zero reaction to it, but whatever. To me as a kid, I loved it. And it still holds true today. 
right? Like every single Final Fantasy game that comes out is really pushing the envelope of what's capable. And they just look gorgeous. And, you know, like Final Fantasy 15 looked amazing. Was it a super fun story? Yeah, it was okay, right? But it was Final Fantasy nonetheless. And I was so excited to see any trailer come out of it. I don't know. There's there's something just so exciting and nostalgic about seeing Final Fantasy pop up on the screen. And I, I think just like gaining an appreciation and looking at it more and actually studying them more because of the show, thank, like thankfully, and like learning that the, even the reason why the name Final Fantasy is there, like just the title was, this was like their last ditch effort back in the day to make a game. So they called it the Final Fantasy and it, it caught on, it stuck. And it's like inspired so many games out there, created entire genres on its own. And it's it's amazing to see. And what I really do appreciate about the Final Fantasy series is that even though, yeah, sure, like they were the ones to start these things, right? Like similar to the Castlevania and Metroid starting Metrovanias, I would argue that there are games that do it better, right? Like mm-hmm. Hollow Knight is fantastic, but it's obviously inspired by these guys. Yeah, there are games that are inspired by Final Fantasy, but I would still say Final Fantasy still holds the crown, right? Like they are able to put an entire experience together from the cinematics to the gameplay to just all of it and the world building, everything is there and so well planned out. Like there are games out there that are obviously inspired by Final Fantasy titles, but they focus very heavily on one aspect and do that very, very well. But then there might be other areas in which you can tell the company wasn't able to put a lot of effort into you. Like, look at Chained Echoes. Chained Echoes is beautiful. And it's a great series, great game. I love that game so much. But it, the cinematics, while really beautiful because of the pixel art style, they don't hold a candle to Final Fantasy cinematics, right? And it, there's just something about it where it's always going to be, like, it's weird. It's it's almost like you're it's like keeping up with the Joneses, or you just want to see what's the new thing that Square is doing doing with Final Fantasy, right? Like what's what's going to be the new style of gameplay for years to come? Because they almost are are the trendsetters for game design and what what we're going to see in this genre specifically. And it, it's so amazing to see. I, I love watching it every time, and you know. It, as much as like I thought Final Fantasy XV was an okay game, I still had a lot of fun playing it. I mean, obviously, I beat it. it. I must have enjoyed it, right? And then same thing happened with Final Fantasy XII. When I was younger, first tried it, I thought it was too much of a departure from the series. I didn't really get it. But now going back and playing it, I'm realizing how much of a masterpiece that game actually was. It's a really great title, and it has one of the most expansive job systems in there with their uh the license point system which was really great to like kind of explore and figure out and the fact that you can spec into other things and it was like um uh what's it called the oh my god i can't remember what it's called right now <laughs> where you, basically oh dual classing in D. that's what it felt like where you can just kind of like mm. pick from certain aspects here and there to make your perfect party and just kind of go along with it and what does also help with the remaster of Final Fantasy XII is the fact that there's a speed up function because <laughs> there's a lot of walking in that game. Oh, my God. And it kind of takes a while to get there. But no, it's it's amazing. And it, like I said, the characters alone are just so iconic 
Like Dragon Quest is fantastic. I love that game a lot. And the art style is so cool. But I mean, you show a kid Sephiroth and he probably knows who he is, even if they haven't played Final Fantasy seven, like to this day. Yeah. Right? And it they, like you can tell a Final Fantasy character right off the bat. And it's just it's an amazing thing. And they were even able to make like Advent Children. The movie was amazing. I watched that so many times because I just loved it. I thought it was so good. And it felt like an actual Final Fantasy experience. I was begging and pleading for a game to play the movie, right? Like it was such an amazing thing. And it's just so beautiful to watch. Yeah, there's just so much to it. But like like I said, I, I think nostalgia obviously plays a really heavy hand in this. If you didn't grow up playing these games, then you probably aren't, you don't feel as heavily as we do about them. But there's just something safe and like just nice about them, right? Like it just feels like comfortable going in and playing a Final Fantasy game and even just watching a trailer for it. Because I've watched a lot of trailers for the new one and damn, I'm so excited. And I'm just itching and trying to figure out a way to get a PS5 as fast as possible. <laughs> so, but we'll, we'll figure that one out. But anyway, something that you brought up that I thought of, too, is that with every Final Fantasy after four, they always try to change their battle system Mm -hmm. with every game. And it's interesting when you think about how the active time battle went from just kind of making battles seem like they go a little bit quicker to you know, the different evolutions of it, right, throughout mm-hmm. the numbers, uh, with 10 going back to just being turn-based, don't have to worry about that. But then we started seeing more of a action-focused, right, where you move around, like, with 12. And to see where it is now with 16, it's fascinating to see the jump. Like, the combat feels totally different. You know, you can see the the influence of platinum games and um i forget his name the one who worked on uh, devil may cry you can you can feel that in this game and the switching between the different you know icons for their powers it's it's crazy like it, it does not it, it feels like a final fantasy but it feels like the right course of evolution mm. right taking themes that we like adding a new battle system. And that's something that I've kind of have come to realize as I've gotten older is that the evolution in the battle system, while I fought hard against it growing up because I liked my just plain turn-based, I didn't want that fast-paced feeling. You know, whenever there was an option to put the wait mode on, I would do it. Yeah, same. (laughs) But it's like now i i enjoy it it makes the battles faster granted now that we have fast forward buttons on a lot of those older games it, it's kind of meaningless right you just put it on wait mode and get it over quickly but mm-hmm. uh that's something that i always loved and seeing where they're at now it's it's cool you know i, I love that things have changed like this but um kind of dialing it back um I was thinking either we go through numbers or did you did you start at a certain number when you first played Final Fantasy or did you kind of have you played like a little bit of each one or? Yeah, let's do that. Maybe we dive into first Final Fantasy experiences. Right. What was the first title that we jumped into and 
Mine was seven. Seven was the very first oh, wow. Final Fantasy that I ever actually played. Uh, and it was largely due to the fact that growing up, I didn't actually own consoles. Like the PS1 was mm. the first console that I actually owned. All the other ones I would play at my uncle's house and he was a Nintendo guy, but we couldn't really afford it back then, you know? Like, so whenever I got my PlayStation 1, I was so amazed and I'm like, oh, what are we going to play, you know? And I happened to be, I, I found the strategy guide to Final Fantasy VII first. So I actually had the book. I, I begged for this book because I was so obsessed with the art of it. And I read the strategy guide before even playing the game because I was reading through the characters and everything. And whenever I finally saw that cover and saw the game and it was at an affordable price, I was like, I have to, I have to try and get this as a kid. So I begged my mom for it and she luckily purchased it for me. And I was hooked ever since. Like it actually knowing the background story and knowing like reading through the strategy guide and seeing, cause in back then, with strategy guides, they had the character art and then like stories of, of them, right? Like little background things just to kind of give them more life and meaning. And it, it was so amazing to see that and see all the characters lined up because it even showed like the secret hidden characters. So as like you would see the player model show up, like the first time I saw Red 13, I was like, oh my God, like that's going to be one of the characters I can play as. This is so exciting, right? And like seeing that long list of how many characters there were and just realizing how fleshed out each one of them was, it was just an amazing experience as a kid. And I just, the battles were so epic and huge, and just the story alone was so captivating, even for my, the child me. And then getting to play in the Golden Saucer was awesome. <laughs> like, playing arcade games in a game, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. So, it, yeah, 7 was my first, like, actual dive into the Final Fantasy franchise. What about you? Ooh, um, I'm trying to look at the, I know the name, I just need to know the color of the cartridge, because then I'll know, I think my first one was, oh yeah, uh, wait, is it Legend? Yes, so, while you may argue in today's standards they're not real Final Fantasies, they're saga games, but, uh, the Final, uh, Legend of Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy Legend for the Game Boy mm. uh, was actually my first playthrough of the whole franchise. And, you know, at the time, that game was hard. And I feel like the game still is hard. Because I've watched people play, and I'm just like, how do people play this? Because it's it definitely has the, the saga mentality, you know, where you take damage, stuff like that. But it's weird because there's so many different, like races and different characters you can pick different species and was that the one kid, where you can like collect monsters and stuff or like you recruit or is that a different one not really kind of you recruit characters but they're not really like monsters okay. per well yeah you kind of do to an extent yeah it, it's kind of complicated i think the later ones you could because uh, mm -hmm. there were three but uh I I remember hating that game because it was too difficult at one point. I remember getting up to a certain point, and I think actually like hard locking myself out of anything because it was just, I was too underleveled. And I mean, this was like literally one of the first RPGs I'd ever played because it was old. You know, this was before my 
Super Mario RPG like stint that got me really into the whole kind of genre. Uh, so I had a bitter taste in my mouth with that. But then when I played Final Fantasy Adventure, you know, that's that's a mana game. So it's more action orientated. And I loved it. Uh, I loved it so much. It made me want to play an actual Final Fantasy. So I remember I wanted Final Fantasy 3, which, you know, nowadays we call 6. But even back then when I was a kid, it was still expensive. It was like a hundred bucks. And you know how much these games were. And this was like, you know, in the nineties still like late night, like I would say it was middle nineties. It wasn't long after it came out. So instead the original final fantasy was dirt cheap, obviously, you know, for the NES. And I still had my NES at the time. Uh, So I played that and I really liked it. You know, it's, pretty basic in today's standards uh, when it comes to, you know, you have your four light warriors, stuff like that. You'd get in your crystals and you can have different classes and stuff. And Mm -hmm. at the time it was cool. You know, it it felt different from what I played. Uh, It was somewhat simple to an extent, but um, that is kind of my first memories of it, but I feel like the first Final Fantasy that really captured me was probably I, as much as I want to say seven, I feel like the one that really, really got to me that ended up being my favorite was nine. Mm-hmm. And this is way out. Oh, no, wait, no, not nine. Even though I love nine, Tactics is the one that got me. Yeah. Um, I feel like all I keep talking about are the spinoffs, but Oh, I loved a lot of the Final Fantasy spinoffs and tactics for me was just the cream of the crop. As a kid, I was blown away by it because it was so dark and gritty. And I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. And uh, and it was a different battle system. At that point in time, I never played a tactics game like that. So I was like just enamored with it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, I played most Final Fantasies on the original PlayStation since they had all those little collections and stuff. And uh, I loved it. You know, I feel like when it comes to all the mainline numbers, I feel like I've played all of them. I just haven't beaten all of them. But I definitely want to go through and try to beat some of the earlier ones because I feel like... That's definitely one area that I haven't really explored too much. Like, I've never really played the actual number three. Mm. It'll be interesting to go back and try and play those. I know that they have the remasters out, so that would be kind of easier to do nowadays. But yeah. th- that would be a fun little, like, challenge, right? Try and get through every Final Fantasy game. See how fast you yeah. can do it. I mean, people tell me all the time to play two, and I've played two, like quite a bit of it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But because it is more in line with like a saga style where if you take a hit, you know, you gain HP like as your max, stuff like that, right? So you attack with a sword, you gain strength, kind of thing. Like it's that weird level up system like that. Mm, so and, you kind of have to like take damage to grow. Yeah. And there's ways you can, you know, cheese the game by hurting yourself and then healing and hurting yourself and healing. 
I really like the game. Uh, that I think if there was one I would go back to and try to finish, it'd probably be that one because people that I've talked to over the years that don't really care for Final Fantasy games, for some reason, always mention this one. And I don't know why. There's been maybe four people that I've met in my life that they're not the biggest RPG fans, or at least like, like Japanese RPGs. I like Western ones more so. Mm. And they're all like, oh yeah, Final Fantasy 2 was really cool. And I'm like, really? 2? Like, it feels random, I, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like a lot of people will not mention 2. But but the the main hero from 2 is actually very recognizable. I see him pop up a lot and I can't remember his name right now, but the he has the red sword, that's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name cuz I feel like it, it's where Sid started. That's where I also now that I'm looking up. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. But uh yeah, I mean I guess kinda going up by the numbers, yeah, I never played three. I think I played a little bit on a DS, like at a friend's house one time, but uh I don't know. It it just felt weird. Like it felt like because it had the job system in it, it just felt very stripped back compared to five, but I feel like you know, we'll we'll get the five in a little bit because that's a whole nother adventure. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, I mean, I think one that I really want to explore because I feel like a lot of people love this is four. Yeah, that one's really popular. And I hate that I've played this game maybe three times up to almost the same area each time. And I somehow still haven't finished it. Same. And I think the last (laughs) time I played it, I was like pretty much near the end because it was like after a lot of crazy stuff went down. And I liked it. I just feel like to me, it didn't suck me in like a lot of people always brought up like a lot of people love four and well, they I even get did it. the 3d remake of it too which is pretty they cool. did the remake and they made a little sequel to it yeah the uh, after hours or whatever yeah or after years and it i mean don't get me wrong cecil the whole story with him being a dark knight and becoming a paladin it it's really cool like the whole redemption arc and everything like it's a very interesting story but I don't know why for me, I just never really gave it a chance like to at least finish it. It was great. I mean, I got so far in that game too, and I just never, never finished it. I feel like I did. I feel like I got to a boss that was too hard. That's usually my problems with these is that I'll grind a lot in the beginning. And then once I start reaching the point where I might need to grind again, like, especially towards the end, I'll be like, eh, and then I'll hit a boss and I'm like, oh shit, like it's too far back to go and heal somewhere and I'll be lazy and I won't do it. Yeah. Same. Which, thankfully, as I'm older, I don't do that anymore. That was a problem with me back in the day. But, uh, so I think we're at that ripe age to go back and revisit these titles <laughs> and see what happens. I know. I'm kind of, I'm thinking maybe after my Silent Hill kind of adventure Mm, yeah maybe these games 
because I, I did that uh, maybe like two, three years ago. I did it with Dragon Quest and I played through almost all of them uh, one year where it was just like I went through uh, four through seven mm-hmm. and then played 11, you know, so, so like for me, like that was fun, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, Final Fantasy would be even more fun doing that. But I think the title that I really, really want to give, and this would probably be the first one I want to play, uh, because I always hold it up to a pillar because it has one of my favorite things in it. But I feel like, I don't even know if I got halfway in this game, but Final Fantasy V. And I remember you mm. playing it. And when you were playing it, I was like, I really, really want to play it. Yeah, but that, uh, that one that one hit really hard whenever I played it, and I I think if I played it when I was a kid, it would not feel the same as it does now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the job system in that game is outrageous; like it's just crazy, it's and it was just so much fun exploring that and just like leveling up different jobs and everything. And I absolutely loved that so much. And like the Gilgamesh character was cool. I, I don't know. There, there was a lot to it. And just trying to find the right parties, like synergy and everything. There, Yeah. I, I freaking loved Final Fantasy V. And I'm so happy I played it later, honestly. Uh, so that because I feel like I can definitely appreciate it a lot more because of that. Like that was a really amazing fight, and the final fight, yeah, Neo Exodeth, that was a really interesting fight because you basically fight. It's a like a huge weird cross, like it's a giant monster that's every single like has four different classes all baked into the same thing, right? So you're like killing different body parts of it as you fight it, and that, that was actually very very interesting. And each part that you destroyed, it got stronger with something else. Like it was pretty fascinating. So you had to really like strategize how you handled that fight. And I I love that so much. There was a definitely like Final Fantasy V felt like the ultimate chess match out of all the Final Fantasies that I played. It's interesting you say that because I was reading an interview that they did, I think, over the weekend during the the Final Fantasy showcase, and they were asking a couple of the the head people, like, what are your favorite Final Fantasy games? And one title that all three of them had was Final Fantasy V. Mm. And you just see everyone in the comments section, like, why five? Like, literally, that's what most people were saying. Like, like you saw Tactics up there, you saw some other ones, but for some reason, five was the unanimous favorite. And it's interesting because I feel like with five, you know, that class system really influenced a lot of other games. And it had the most customizability in there. It had, I feel like. Like with it was five, over thirty. I think so. Like with the with the way that you can customize it, literally anybody can be anything which is pretty amazing, honestly. Like, that's not... You don't hear of that in Final Fantasy games, which makes it that much more exciting because then you get to make your own party, right? And I feel like that made it that much more meaningful and memorable for everything. Is there 13 classes? Yeah, there's... Oh, 26. 
Yeah, and then there's the advanced original mobile and Steam exclusive jobs, which are the Oracle, Necromancer, Cannoneer, mm. and Gladiator. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how many classes this game had. And that's honestly a big reason why I want to go back to it was because I love that about tactics. You're able to make your classes and your character looked all cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I, I loved it. You know, at the time I remember playing and I was like, this game looks so bland. And I, I mean, when you look at it, it, it does look bland. It does. Yeah. You know, the character's name that sounds like butts. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I wasn't really expecting much when I played it, but, uh, yeah, that was that was a fun time. I remember I was playing that around the same time I was playing. Uh, this is the this is when spinoffs were crazy, right? Yeah, Chocobo Racing, which I loved, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's just a stupid kart racer. And then there's a uh, Chocobo Dungeon Two. Uh, I really liked. It was like a mystery dungeon game. Those were so and popular. I, was, I never dove into the mystery dungeon stuff. There, a little quick side note. They're kind of whatever, honestly, at least I've, a lot of the ones I've played. To me, I think the one that I enjoyed the most was uh, Azure Nights mm. or Azure Dreams, my bad. Uh, PlayStation 1 game, but it's cool because it's a mystery dungeon, but you're also building up your like town that you're like in. There's also monster collecting, all this kind of crazy stuff thrown into it, which makes it appealing. But like a lot of mystery dungeon games, they're, you know, they're just roguelikes for the most part. Uh, the Pokemon ones are actually really fun, too. But, uh, yeah, nowadays I play them and I feel like this is, I don't know, it like kind of feels like you're playing Endless Loop, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, after five, like, have you played six? I played a little bit. I got pretty far, I think, and then I stopped because I was playing it on mobile and I just kind of like fell off. I don't know. But it's it's one of those that is always been on my list because it is a very iconic game as well. So I definitely yeah. want to like go back and, and really dive into that one some more just to kind of to get it, you know? Yeah, I as someone who beat it recently and has played it in the past. I will say it is an amazing game, but for, I feel like decades, you can say it now at this point, mm-hmm. a lot of people will say this is one of the greatest RPGs of all time. To me, I don't know if I would call it the greatest. I think it's, it's up tough. there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is hard to like, can I just sit right here and come up with a top five of all time? No, I'd have to really sit down and think about it. It's also hard to really come up with other games that aren't blocked by nostalgia lenses for me. Because you have to remember, RPGs were all I played as a kid, basically. So for me... Well, and there's so many different flavors of of RPG as well. That too, you know, like for me, hell, even my top list, Grandia would be up there. Like Grandia is such a, an amazing game. The first one, like it captures the essence of childhood wonder so perfectly that for me, it would be up there with six if I really wanted to for for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But getting back to Final Fantasy, six was always fascinating to me because I feel like that's really 
what everyone came to know Final Fantasy for, right? Like the whole mechs, the the muggle or moogles, the chocobos, everything. It just felt like that was the game that you would describe to someone that wanted to play Final Fantasy. Yeah. And the whole I remember when I was a kid playing it, like going back to when I said it, how I really wanted to play it uh, when it was three for the SNES, but we couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. When I got a PlayStation one and the anthology came out, which had five and six, you bet your butt I played it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely the load times were God awful. Um, mm-hmm. All of those final fantasies on the PlayStation were terrible. I remember uh, with Chronicles, it came with four and Chrono Trigger and God, the load times on that were ass too. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, with six, it, I remember loving it as a kid, but I got stuck at the ultimate weapon. And this isn't a spoiler. I mean, it, that's like halfway through the game. But that battle was so damn hard for me. And you're kind of screwed once you get there. So I was like, you know what? I give up. Put it away. Didn't touch it until two years ago, three years ago. And then I beat it. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I'm actually kind of glad I played it now because I feel like a lot of the themes and topics the game was trying to touch on, I wouldn't have really understood it as a kid. Right. Right? Like, the game, it's about rebelling against this military dictator. And not only that, it's just like the madness one goes for power and the the ways they're willing to go about it, it's fascinating you know mm-hmm. the pixel art is, is still some of the best i think you know especially for the time until you know recently where we have like games like blasphemous that look phenomenal but i remember as a kid six always blew me away with how it looked and this is my favorite part the uh i think they were called i think they were just gfs or guardian forces mm-hmm. uh but the summons in the game there were so many like basically ditch the class system of five and replace it with summons. Like you have a ton of them and they're all so cool. Like you have, I feel like almost every summon from every game, like I think it's the game with the most summons, which that's what I loved. I thought it was so cool how they all looked, right. but uh, yeah, I, I would say like, if you haven't played six, like, that's probably the one that might be the easiest to go back to just because the story is pretty dark compared to all the other final fantasies. And I think that might be why I like, uh, 16 so much is my God, just in the demo alone, the story is like, I think some of the darkest I've ever seen a final fantasy go. Mm, right. So that's why I'm thinking, Ooh, like, I'm excited for this, but uh, yeah, I would definitely say try out six next. Yeah, I'm gonna have but, to. Uh, I'm gonna have to give that one another shot for sure. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I think I've talked about this on the show before, but going back memory lane, right? I, while seven was my first one into it, five I absolutely love for the job system. Uh, Twelve, I felt like it was a great expansion of the job system itself. I. Uh, 
But one of the Final Fantasies that I have really fond memories of, besides 9, 9 was amazing because of the graphics and just the character quality. Uh, Final Fantasy X, I played the hell out of that game. <laughs> I played it so much that I would actually skip school to go and play that game when it first came out. It was kind of ridiculous. So <laughs> like, I'd go say, I'm going to go on the bus, and then I'd go walk around the community until my parents went to work, and then I'd go back home and play Final Fantasy X all day. Like, it was pretty bad. And I just wanted to just keep grinding away. And I I had so much fun spinning in circles around a save point just to keep fighting things to level up so that I can get more, like, points in the sphere grid and all that stuff. You know, like, it's it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. But I really, really like the story of that. And, you know, the this was one the just the idea. I mean, obviously, spo- whatever, spoilers, like the... When it went into the point where, you know, you find out it's it's a dream, everything's repeating, uh, and it, it just was amazing. And I loved the villain itself of being Sin, and then the final boss being your father, right? Like, it just, it really hit home, and it was just, like, such a strong story, in my opinion. And seeing the cutscenes there, they were, like, talk about cinematic gorgeousness, oh my gosh, like, for that time, 2001, looking back at these games, it's pretty phenomenal to see. And the story was so impactful. And my favorite character of Final Fantasy X, which I absolutely loved him, was uh, Oren. He was such a rad, badass mm-hmm. character. And I was, it was so cool. But what I really liked is how they did mix up the battle system in Ten as well, where each person kind of specialized in other things, right? Where, yeah. like, you had your quick hitter, you had your guy that was good, like, Waka was great at dealing with flying enemies. And then Oran was perfect for shielded enemies because he had piercing, right? And then talk about, like, black magic users. Black mages in Final Fantasy are iconic already, right? Like, Vivi is a, a god <laughs> in those games. And they made mm-hmm. them so damn powerful. But Lulu's magic, when you get flare and then you get double cast, it's like nothing can stand in your way. It doesn't matter. They're just obliterated. You're dropping nukes by the end of the game. Double Ultima. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Sure, it might take like five minutes per turn because you're watching cinematics the whole time. But it's so (laughs) cool to just feel like the amount of hours that we put into those games and just feel like all powerful by the end of it was amazing. I absolutely love 10. And I uh, think a few years ago, I, I, yeah, she... My partner went away to, I think, I think it might have been when she went to Cuba. She was gone for like four or five days on a trip to Cuba for her school. And I, for some reason, I got it in my head. I'm like, I'm going to beat Final Fantasy X while she's gone. I'm going to start from the beginning and I'm going to go through and do it again. And I was able to, like, it took a long time and I probably should have spent that time sleeping. But <laughs> I was able to actually... <laughs> Yeah, and it was just so much fun, and it still was great to play through it once again. And it was, oh gosh, I love that game so much. There's so much to it, and the the eidolons for the summons in that were so cool. Like, it, yeah, what a what a great title! Absolutely loved it. Ten definitely uh, was kind of monumental for me. Uh, it actually came out around. Well, this is going to sound dumb, but. uh when I was a kid, we didn't really have a pet. We had a pet fish, right? And it was a beta fish. And this fish lived really damn long. I feel like beta fish only live like a year or two, mm-hmm. I think. 
This one lived about five years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so when I was playing this game, it died. Uh, right. So we had this um, mm. little burial for it outside. And then basically Final Fantasy X became my coping mechanism. And I just got super into it to the point where, yes, I did do the stupid lightning dodging. Yeah. And you did the hundred lightning dodges. <laughs> fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> and uh, it, you know, I I went out my way get all the ultimate weapons for the most part. I think there might have been one I didn't. I will but, say, uh, ten had the most annoying ultimate weapons to get. Yeah, but they looked so damn cool. They did. Like they did. If there's one thing I love about Final Fantasy games, they let you see your weapons, and that's probably heard it before in the episodes i love when games let you see the armor or at least the weapons you equip yeah and it was so cool like even the starting weapon that stupid blue sword that looks like water in it like it was so damn cool looking yeah yeah and like for me i love the battle system because you could see what was going to happen next like for me 10 was very special to me for a lot of different reasons. And the characters are cool. The summons, like I remember getting anima and it always kind of disturbed me. I was mm, like, yeah. this character looks weird, but it was so cool. And then you got the Mangus sisters. And I love that the summons actually stayed there to fight. Yeah. And right? I, if they Yajimbo weren't just coming so in the swoop. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were all so cool. And, uh, you know, and I don't hate on 10 too. You know, I know a lot of people will talk crap on it because it is different, but that's kind of the cool thing. It is different. Yeah, Yeah, it's fun. It's it's goofy. And like the the class system, you could call it now, is kind of interesting, too. Right. Like the the idol kind of Mm -hmm. outfits that you put on it. It was goofy, but it worked. But uh, yeah, 10, 10 was special, you know, especially how it was the next evolution graphics. Like I remember thinking the visuals from nine looked great during the, the, the cutscenes. but then 10, you're just like, Oh my God, that hair is so shiny. And that was oh just my one God. year later. Like how crazy is that? That's nuts. Yeah. 2000 final fantasy nine comes out in 2001 final fantasy 10 comes out and like just the jump and the departure. Right. And, just what a great way to show off what the PS2 can do mm-hmm. so that you can like compare these two consoles together. It's uh, freaking amazing to see. A little bit of a controversial take, but uh, have you played Final Fantasy VIII? Yes. I you... have not gotten very far at all in that one. I, it's I, the draw thing was it always kind of like I, I feel like maybe now I can get it and understand it but back then i was like why am i doing this <laughs> right it, it didn't feel like it was yeah. explained really well and then I, hearing that the enemies level up with you made it like i don't know when i was a kid i was like well that kind of sucks because you never feel like you're actually powerful and then hearing that like a lot of people beat the game by just running for the entire yep. game i'm like that's kind of dumb <laughs> but i guess that works I don't know, it felt weird, and I, I would like to go back and revisit. It's one of those ones that, like, I definitely want to go back and play it again and just really try. 
and just play it like I would any other Final Fantasy game and just like try and figure out that system, right? And it, to see what happens. It is weird. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't really care for the setting too much. Like, there's a lot of that game I could talk negatively about. Mm-hmm. But the the draw system's interesting. I remember playing it as a demo disc. I, I got somewhere. I forgot what game came with it. I don't know if it was Bushido Blade or one of them. But I remember playing it, and I was like, man, this sucks as a kid. I was like, I do not like this draw system. I like the way Skull, Squall looked and acted. I thought he was a badass. The, the gun blade was so damn cool. Yeah, that was but a cool touch. I was like, I'm not going to get this. And I don't know what happened, but like when it came out, I totally forgot my thoughts about it. And I remember going to a Fry's Electronics and picking it up because I was like, ooh, this might be kind of fun. Why not? And as soon as I played it, I got that feeling of like, ugh, why is it like this? But deep down, I kind of liked it because I was like, ooh, I like that you're playing in a school. Mm. It felt very, like I could relate to it, right? Like, granted, they're probably like high school. Uh, by that age, I was still pretty young. But I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, you're playing a student. And, you know, you basically start the game by getting Ifrit mm-hmm. as a summon. So I was like, oh, yes, you get summons early in this game. Count me in. And, yeah, it didn't suck me in at first. I'll definitely give it that. Like, it was a game that took me quite a while to kind of like. And to this day, I I don't know if I could say it's one of my favorites. I think that it was interesting. Like, the draw system, you can break the game pretty early with it if you wanted to. And that's why running becomes, you know the perfect answer because once you draw like the perfect stuff you don't really need to do much else right there is but, no real reason to fight them or you're just going to get harder enemies in the future yeah because you can just put your draw stuff to health and have 9999 health you know pretty early but um i thought the story was interesting you know i thought the characters were kind of cool i feel like it kind of had more of the annoying characters like Zell and stuff like that. But oh, the guy that was on crack the whole time, <laughs> it's just constant. Yeah. The guy that's always like, doesn't that just beat all? Like he loves saying beat, beat all. all. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's like Naruto summons uh, believe it. Pre- <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the summons in this game are pretty damn cool though. Like, come on, you have doom train. Doom Train's the coolest. <laughs> it's literally a train. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a train that has this haunted face on it. Like it's cool. You have Alexander, which is the big the robot dude. Fortress, yeah. The holy you fortress. Have yeah. Cerebus. Like you have all of this cool ones in there. You have Diablos. It's I thought it was really cool. And I thought it had a really good idea behind it. And then I feel like halfway through the game it really took a different turn. Mm-hmm. And especially once you start diving into the whole um Laguna and that kind of side stuff, it really changes the game up. And I feel like when I played it, I was pretty young. And I beat it when I was a kid, too. So I haven't really had a chance to look at it as an adult. Mm. But back then, I feel like a lot of that went over my head. And I read through it recently to try and make sense of it. And I get it now. But when you 
look at all of the Final Fantasy games that came out on the PlayStation 1, it's easy to put 8 at the back burner. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, not counting the collections of older games, but, you know, you have 7, 8, 9 tactics, you know, and then I'm not going to count the other spinoffs, but it's it's easy to put 8 on the bottom. Yeah. Especially when 9 is so much more powerful. Well, you had uh, it's bookended by seven and nine, like it, these yeah. two powerhouses in the Final Fantasy franchise, which I really do feel like nine does not get enough attention. Like it's nice that people are really starting to dive into it more now, but that should have gotten a lot more attention from the beginning. For a long time, like I remember when nine came out, it was kind of mixed by a lot of people. Um, I feel like this is when I was starting to be starting to get old enough to kind of understand like what people were saying in like reviews and stuff in the magazines. And uh, I remember a lot of people praised it for bringing it back to its roots and a lot of people hating it because it was doing that. Right. A lot of people liked the futuristic setting of seven and eight and didn't really want to go back to the more seemingly fantasy. child friendly. Yeah. yeah, the fantasy side of it. Uh, there were other things people kind of didn't like about Nine. And it was weird because I feel like for the longest time, a lot of people didn't like Nine. But come on, Vivi. Uh, Vivi's the best Like, not as ever. bad as Eight. Yeah. But yeah, like, everyone was like, oh, Vivi's cool. But that was about it. <laughs> like, that's the only thing that really stuck through that game. <laughs> so but, funny. and oddly enough, I remember when I first played Nine, I picked it up played it through to the beginning and for some reason after i got out of the forest i was like i don't think i like this anymore and i just returned it that mm -hmm. day i don't know what went through my mind i still remember this to this day because i always question myself now like why did i do that yeah but i i got out of the forest and i was like i don't think this is for me i think i want to play something else because you know money was tight back then so i didn't want to make a wrong purchase it's crazy because that forest then, seems so iconic and amazing <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, two months later, I pick it up again, and that's when I play it and beat it, you know? So it was like, I don't know what it was, what went through my mind. I was just a dumb kid, but I'm glad I played it, because 9, <clears throat> it was awesome. And I feel like it's a game that introduced so many side things in it that were actually kind of fun to do, right? Like the frog-eating the chocobo hot and cold yeah and the ultimate weapons were interesting you know like obviously i'm never gonna get the excalibur one yeah, for steiner that, where you have to it? like it's speed run it like two hours together or something or what was it like it's something weird it, i don't i think it's a little bit more than two hours but, but it's fast because that's really far in the game yeah and i'm just like i don't know like Grant, that seems like it's more so like they would want you to make that your second playthrough, even if you were just using a guide to get to it. Right. But it's like weird that they made you do that. But God, I love the characters in that game. And while I do feel like towards the end of the game, it started to fall off, at least for me, I feel like it abandoned a lot of the wonder mm -hmm. that the first two thirds of that game had, I still enjoy my time with it. You know, that's why, you know, if they really do complete this, like 
one that they're going to release soon. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in it. You know, I I would love to play through this with an adult brain kind of like see like oh what what was it like right like Mm -hmm. there was something about the castles the cities in that game that are just so memorable to me that i can still visually remember running through those towns and castles and cities and everything like i don't know what it is you know when i think back to i guess i can think that about my most final fantasies I can remember just running around the towns, getting lost and then hearing the sounds and the music and the people and everything. And it's like, they're always memorable, mm-hmm. which is cool, you know? And that's something that I feel like after 10, you know, not counting the MMOs, you don't see that, right? Like, I don't remember that in 13. Granted, I never got too far in that. In 15, it that was just a different experience. Yeah, 15 was but, a trip. You know, it's it's something that I miss. And at times I feel like I should go back to 9 just to play it. But I'm always in that weird mood where it's like, if I play an RPG, I don't know if I want to go back to it. Because, you know, that magic was there the first time. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to ruin it. Right. But. I'd say it's worth it. You like 9? Oh, yeah. I'd say it's worth it. And then playing through it recently, it still held up. If anything, I honestly feel like it made my feelings for nine even stronger. Because mm. now I can like really dive into the story. Before it was like, oh, look at the pretty lights. And now it's like, wow, like this is a really impactful moment, right? Like when Blank sacrifices himself and throws the parchment to, you know, like it and seeing that cutscene of him getting caught and stuff, it was, yeah, it was really impactful. It's a great, a great game. I definitely do recommend playing through it again. But I mean, we can either play through it now or wait a little bit and watch that new remaster and see what it has to offer. But it's, it's definitely worth it. I, it's interesting because in that leaked rumor, they were all talking about Final Fantasy Tactics getting like a remake, and I'm curious about that because I feel like it makes sense after Ogre. It does. I hope they keep the look and everything the same, mm-hmm. right? Like they can. I know the PSP version, which I think was War of the Lions, was the better version. Yeah, because they had some cut content. But uh, and, I would love, and it had that modded story too, which is super rad in War of the oh, Lions. Oh yeah, where you can play as what Link, Dante, Snake from Metal Gear Solid, Cloud. Like <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah, because I remember Cloud was just in the. Um, base game yeah it's and that was cool getting clown yeah that was super awesome but like the modded version of that they actually made like full-on stories for it it's not just that you get to play as them it's actually kind of fascinating but yeah it is actually pretty cool so since we're kind of coming up on an hour here i'm actually really curious you've played you played through the demo for final fantasy 16 at this point and like i said in the beginning of the episode we're going to be three days out from the actual release of it and I want to know what your take is on the on the demo since I haven't been able to check it out yet. Like I'm really excited to hear what it has to offer and what kind of differences or like has it caught your attention the way that these other games have in the past. So the demo is split into two parts. The first part is kind of like your tutorial, getting to know the battle and some of the story, and then the second part is basically like hours into the game when you have your your uh, 
they call them icons in this game. Okay. The, uh, the summons and stuff, but you have their powers. But with the first one, the story set up, you know, you can kind of tell right off the bat that they were influenced by Game of Thrones because a lot of it kind of feels like that medieval kind of mm. storytelling, which is cool. You know, I mean, that storytelling works in the Final Fantasy. You know, we saw that in four. We saw that in like a little bit mixed in every Final Fantasy a little bit. Right. But here it's definitely harsher. There's definitely a more dark and mature tone to it. And it's interesting. And I think that's what really pulled me in more than anything else was just how that story seems more cinematic. And I compared it a lot to more recent Final Fantasies, right? Because it's easier to compare to more recent ones. Mm -hmm. And how 13 didn't get me at all. Mm. Never really, I, I played a little bit, never got into them. This pulled me in more than that. 15, I beat it, but I didn't care about it. Man. This, because the story just, it, you know, you were a little prince and it's like, I don't know, it, you're just hanging out with your boys. Whereas this feels like you want vengeance. Mm. You can feel the anger in your character. And seeing as how, you know, they do away with the party system, right? So it's just you. Um, but other people will be on the battlefield and fight with you in those situations. That's interesting. So basically, you're all in control of yourself. You can control your dog, kind of. I didn't know this because I, I just was having fun smashing buttons. But supposedly you can like manually kind of be like, hey, attack this one, do this. Well, that's cool. But um, I, I love the setting. The story is cool. The combat is interesting, and I haven't played Stranger, Stranger of Paradise yet. I really want to, so I can't say if the combat's like that, because mm. I know that's more of like a it's Neo. It's very action-y style, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more like Neo, which is cool. You know, I feel like that game kind of maybe helped in a little bit mm -hmm. in realizing, like, oh, this could work. But in this game, it really works. Mm. Like, it the you have your items on your d-pad you have you know basically the control scheme is kind of weird with using your powers um it's a lot of like holding down buttons and trying to get it all to work mm. but it's kind of cool because like with the second part of it you have three icons to choose from you have a titan uh garuda which is wind and you have uh what what do you call it? I don't think it's Ifrit. You have fire, though. Mm. So, basically, you hold down a button, and because you have one attack button, which is your sword, and you have one that's a magic button. And when you do that with your summons, you get more souped-up versions of those, right? So your fire one is going to be more melee-focused, where one's like a single target, the other one's a multi-target. Your wind one is for the most part, multi-target. And then Titan, you actually hold down the button and it's like a timed attack. And it's like very, very powerful. Yeah, oh, interesting. So I thought it was really cool how it changes the, the fighting. Because I know with 15, they were trying to do that. They were trying to make it more live action, more 
more like you're there, right? I don't remember how the party system really worked in 15. I feel like you didn't have control of your party no, members. They, they did their thing, right. but you can like you can do like joint attacks with them too if you got close to them. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the stupid joint attacks. Yeah. But this, I feel like it's the perfect evolution, right? I feel like since 12, they tried to do that where it's more action and less turn-based. And I feel like this is kind of the end goal of it, right? When you look at the Final Fantasy remake for 7, that game probably had the perfect blend of turn-based and action mm-hmm. that I feel like it. when that came out, I was like, this is it. This this is how you do it. This is how you evolve the turn-based combat. You keep it there, but you still attack normally. Right. You know, just your magic is turn-based. Whereas this game, they basically just made it like an ease game where it's just action, which is cool. You know, for a long time, I would look at the ease games. I'm like, why can't Final Fantasy do this? And, right. well, here we are. And it it works really well. You know, the... The fights definitely feel like your typical action game. So for a lot of people, I could see that maybe rubbing them the wrong way because it does feel like your typical third-person action game. But unlike Devil May Cry and Neo, it's you don't have to be super stylish. You don't have to be dodge rolling and parrying all the time like obviously dodge rolling does help but it's not that much of a focus like i was able to get through this without dying like it didn't feel difficult for me and i played it on like the normal mode Mm, okay Uh, on the demo they give you these things to kind of make the game a little bit easier and i i tried them out i didn't really like them and i just played it normally and it, it really wasn't that hard but I thought it was cool. You know, the icon fights, the the one that they let you run through was really interesting and different. And I'm excited for this game. I, when they first announced it, I was hyped. The more I heard about it, I felt like my hype went down mm. in a weird way. Just because I felt like I remembered 15 and it left such a sour taste in my mouth. That I was like, I don't know if I want to go through that again. Right. I also never played the DLC for it, so I, and I heard that really fixes that game, but I just didn't want to take a chance. With this game, I have a good feeling. And that demo really made me solidify that thought. And if this is the future of Final Fantasy games, you know, I'm open to it, right? After this, they said that they kind of want to do away with the whole number system in general, which, you know, that that could be a good or a bad thing. Because, I, I, think I it mean, makes sense. I mean, it would be nice to actually have like a real name to call these instead of just nine, seven, 15, right? Yeah. And, you know, they brought up the point that Final Fantasy 15 came out in 2016, mm-hmm. right? We're almost 10 years into that. Some people, that's the only Final Fantasy they've played because they're that young. A lot of people, when they brought this up, thought they had to play through all the Final Fantasies first. So it can be confusing to a lot of younger people or people that are new to this stuff, which, you know, it makes sense. Sometimes you feel like you have to play things in an order. But 
that's the nice thing about Final Fantasy is that none of it really connects unless they're, you know, made in that, right, like same ten two yeah. or Lightning Returns, that kind of stuff. You know, it, it's very rare that they connect. And if they do, I mean, that's, they make it known. Mm-hmm. But I'm open to that. I think it'd be interesting. You know, I think the way Stranger Paradise worked, they could do something like that. And yeah, it's it's cool seeing this series evolve in a much different way than a lot of other RPGs that have lasted this long. Yeah. You know, you look at Dragon Quest and it's still the same old, just prettier. You look at Star Ocean and I feel like they haven't evolved either. It's interesting how Final Fantasy and it's weird because they're all square properties. Mm-hmm. But for them Final Fantasy I feel like is always their their prize, mm-hmm. so they always right. have to put everything into it and I'm excited to see where this goes. You know, I'm, I'm playing it day one. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm so jealous. I really need to find out how to get a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it happen though, because I want to be there day one. Oh gosh. You still got a uh, still got a little bit of time to make that work. Yeah, about a week to figure it out. I can make it work. Or we'll move then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for joining in as we discuss all things Final Fantasy. We dove into a lot of nostalgia there. And yeah, we talked about pretty much every Final Fantasy game out there. Uh, So which one's your favorite? There's so many different flavors of Final Fantasy. It's kind of amazing to see the evolution of it and how it always just seems to feel right. They always feel like a Final Fantasy game, even though they have changed so much throughout the years. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week with while we dive more into the world of games. But until then, bye for now.